Episode of Guys at the Round Table. I am your host, Vladimir Jean Philippe, and uh, yeah, Trump beat COVID, y'all. <laughs> Did I not say in the last uh, podcast, in the political drama one, that he was going to beat COVID, and then he was going to say that COVID is really not that big a deal, and that he beat it, and everything like that? Did I not say this? Did, I, I would like a little bit of credit for that, but it's all gravy, baby. So again, the political drama is real, especially now that we are in October and we are about, what, two and a half weeks uh, away from the election. So um, yeah, things are going to get crazy. Things will be getting crazy. And uh, hopefully after this election, things will go back to being somewhat normal. And whatever that normal is, I, I just hope that in my heart of hearts and in my truest intentions, I really hope we're going back to becoming decent human beings because I really miss the days of where we were decent human beings towards each other. I mean, mind you, we had racists and everything, but y'all were decent human beings. You may have hated my skin color, but if I had a tire flat on the side of the road, you would help a brother out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just want us to go back to being decent human beings. That's all I want. Just be decent with each other, okay? We can have political differences. We can have opinionated differences. But when we cross the boundaries of being hateful and spiteful towards one another, that kind of irks me a little bit. And that's where I I think the human experience starts to become voided out because we tend to, you know, judge each other by our experiences instead of like by their character, if they're a sheep. A crappy person <laughs> caught myself there. Um, if they're a crappy person, we need to deal with them as being a crappy person. You can't just look at somebody, judge them, and then treat them awfully, awfully, uh, just because we think they're a certain person. So we have to, you know, MLK. Everybody loves to quote MLK. We have to judge by the content of the person's character, not what they look like, not who they affiliate themselves with politically. And well, unless they're, you know, S bags, but. <laughs> You deal with S-bags how you deal with S-bags, right? So with that being said, the political drama is in full display this month and it will continue to be in full display until about November 6th because I would say November 3rd, but that's the actual day for elections. And it's going to take a couple of days after that to tally up all the votes, the mail-in ballots that are somewhat miraculously being mishandled all of a sudden. You know, I, I blame... Trump on that one because he did start the war in the USPS. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, factual statements back that up a little bit, but you know, I'm open to listening to others and whatnot. And you know, I'm not dead set on it's Trump's fault. Okay. I, I just feel like he attacked them a little bit and thus we're having the issues that we are having now. And he also put somebody in charge of the USPS that's not supposed to be or that is not qualified to be in charge of the USPS. So there's that aspect of things as well, too. So I'm not blaming Trump. I'm just saying there's some things that were mishandled to lead to the crappy situation in what the mail-in ballots are going through right now. Said my piece. All right. So now <laughs> on to the topic I've had because I just wasted four minutes of your time boasting and <laughs> just nonsensical talk right there. But anywho's 
I wanted to get into a little bit about political radicalizations or uh, ideologies, uh, the radicalization of ideologies, because this whole thing has started way back in 2008, I believe, is when it started to manifest and present itself out into the public forum space, such as YouTube, Facebook, and um, Twitter a little bit later in about 2010-ish years. Um, The 2010s, yeah, is when this problem started to manifest in um, the Twitter sphere. But anywho's, it is okay to have a thought process. It is okay to think one way because as you continue to share your ideas, you talk to other people, the idea behind all of that is you would grab a little bit of information from this person, you grab a little bit of information from that person, and then you do your own little research, and then you come to your own conclusions on how to form an opinion, a legitimate, solid opinion about a subject matter. What has happened in the past 10 years or so is that instead of looking at things objectively and kind of presenting the facts and it's, you just kind of gather everything and then you go forward with everything, right? We've started to look at things subjectively, meaning we take a personal uh, personal vested interest in the topic at hand, right? Such as political spectrums, right? Because now all of a sudden, all you hear is left versus right, conservatism versus liberalism, and all this other stuff. If you really break things down to its core, it's all nonsense. <laughs> it really is. Conservatism is just diet libertism, liberalism. Liberalism is just diet socialism. Okay? So it, it's all interconnected. Uh, diet capitalism, I should say, or diet, diet something. I forget what it is. Okay? But anyways, it's all in the same mix of crap. That they just literally spin the wheel, pull a thing out, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're going to be bashing conservatives today. Spin the wheel again. Oh, today's liberals. You know what I mean? So it's all part of the same barrel of crap. And it's okay to have your ideas. It really is. Okay. You can be pro-gun and anti-abortion. You can be fiscally conservative, but socially liberal. You know what I'm saying? There's no right or wrong into living society or living your life. It is when you start to impede on other people's living and thought processes is when it starts to become intrusive. Take religion for an uh, an example. It is okay to believe in God. It is also okay to not believe in God. But the moment you start to force your ideas onto somebody else and tell that person they are wrong for believing in God, or you're telling them wrong, uh, you're yelling at somebody for being and telling them that they're wrong for not believing in God is when we get a clash of heads. And it's, that's when the idea starts to clash. And that's just a simplized explanation of it. It goes deeper into it goes much deeper into uh, than that. But that's more of a psychological class. That <laughs> I'm not qualified to teach, but it is OK to have difference of opinions. It is okay to have difference of beliefs, right? Because everybody's beliefs is based off of their value system. What do you value in your life? And that's what your beliefs are based off of, essentially. What I'm starting to see happen in life is that most people don't really have a value system anymore. They don't. It used to be people used to value family, friends, and kinship. Now it's more or less we're valuing money, 
property and external material things. So therefore, our value system got hijacked along the way somewhere in our lives. And now our morale system is based off of what our new value systems are. So now instead of preserving life, we're preserving property. People are more angry when you protest, riot, and throw a rock at Target's windows <laughs> than they are at police brutalizing and murdering an innocent man in the streets in front of everybody, whether it be white, black, or whatever. Okay. I'm just speaking in generalities. People put more value into ideas and property than they do into actual people because that's why Trump right now is such a big, has a such a big, um, following. Right. It's not because of Trump. It's the idea of Trump and what Trump represents in the materialistic world is what people are worshiping because Trump built his brand on. I'm the biggest. I'm the best. I build the biggest buildings. I have the best people working for me. I have the most money. I'm a billionaire. I'm a multi-billionaire. That's what he built his brand off of. People don't really like the man himself. As we can see, when he contracted coronavirus, most people were were <laughs> were pretty were pretty happy that he caught the coronavirus, right? A lot of people were wishing him ill. I, I don't wish ill on anybody, but a lot of people out there were wishing ill will on him, hoping that he didn't make it through this uh, virus. So we literally taken ourselves away from human compassion and put ourselves and aligned ourselves with more materialistic passion, with money, because now money is the motive. If you listen to any rap music, that's all they talk about, making money. How much money can I make? How much money I got? What's your bank account look like? My bank account is this. I'm balling, essentially, et cetera, et cetera. Same thing with um, politics. Politics is the exact same thing. Our company, our, our base raised the most money for the next quarter. You, I know it's election time, so all of you getting these emails from the DNC, RNCs, and liberal uh, agendas telling you to donate money. They don't give a damn about your problems. <laughs> Mind you, we're in the midst of a pandemic and everybody is struggling financially. Nobody gives a, f a flying F about your financial situation right now. They still want you to donate to the political party. Think about that. They still want your money. They don't care how you, the person... Listening to this podcast, listening to my voice speak right now, they don't care how you're doing. You're struggling. You're barely making ends meet. They don't give a damn about you struggling right now. But they send you an email. They'll send you a text message. They'll call you. They'll send you letters in the mail asking you to donate to your political party and your political affi affiliations so that they can meet a fundraising deadline goal by 12 p.m. tomorrow night that they're critically behind on somehow. You folks make $100,000 a year. Donate your own damn money to your own political funds. Right? That's how I think about it. What say you? I'm just saying. We need to start getting back into reevaluating our value systems. Our value system is out of whack. We value cars. We value money. We value property. To the point where we make other people become property. You don't believe me? Men, you think of women as property nowadays because a lot of you guys on the YouTube are talking about incels, MGTOWs, and all this other crap, right? And how dating is horrible in 2020. 
You know why dating is horrible in 2020? Because you're not viewing the lady as a person. You're viewing her as a property. You're viewing her as something I want to get. Not as something or someone I want to be with. You're viewing it as a conquest. Wrong mentality to have. That's why your dating life sucks. And I'll keep it real with you because that's my goal. My goal is to keep it real with everybody. And this is what I'm seeing. And this is what I'm projecting into the world. And I will fight to the death to it. I will argue this point to the death. We do not value people. Somewhere along the lines in the last 10 to 15, hell, 10 to 20 years, somewhere along the line, our value system shifted from people to monetary to property. Therefore, our morality shifts with that. It used to be if somebody hit you, you hit them back. Preserve life at all costs. Now it's F you get mines, move out of my way. Money over bitches. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really jacked us up. This whole generation that we are in, millennials or whatever you want to call us, down to Gen Z and the Zennials or whatever, we're all twisted and confused right now because we value property more than we do value human life. And that's where all the morale uh, problems are coming from. It's not coming from conservatives. It's not coming from liberals. It's not coming from neutral folks. It's not coming from that. It's coming because our value systems are jacked up. We value the wrong things. Therefore, our morales are going to, is going to afflict that. Our value, our morale system is going to reflect our value system. Okay. So chivalry is not dead. It's shifted. <laughs> okay. Chivalry is not dead, folks. It's alive and well. It's just shifted to those who have money and who have property and who own things. If you don't believe me, go to a hotel. The person who's paying for the nicest room in that hotel gets all the accommodations. The person who's paying for the cheapest rooms doesn't get squat. You may get a functioning internet service. Maybe. Your Wi-Fi may or may not connect <laughs> to the mainframe. That's what you get. And that's how you're treated. Those with money are treated with high regard. Those without money are treated with ill regard. President Trump contracted coronavirus. The brother is the Pinnacle of power in the United States. He's the president of the United States of America. He's the president of the free world, right? The leader of the free world. The dude had access to the best medical doctors 24-7 for three days, four days straight. Giving him the best untested medicine out there in the market. While you, the poor person, contracts coronavirus and have to flip a coin whether you're going to survive or not. Or better yet, in this pandemic, a lot of you folks lost a lot of money. You've lost businesses. You've lost jobs. You've been laid off. You've been sitting at home since March 13th or whatever. And it's now October 16th. You've been home for like six months or so with no income. But yet Amazon, Walmart, McDonald's, Facebook, all these companies are collecting millions and billions of dollars. They get treated with royalty. You get disregarded. You know how disregarded you are? They're fighting in the house right now over a stimulus package. And they're arguing over $200 billion or so, which is going to help the airlines or whatever else is going to, whoever else is the damn thing is going to pay off, right? They're arguing that for the past three, four months, didn't get squat diddly passed. And they're still arguing it right now. People desperately need help. 
And they're arguing particulars <laughs> for the rich folks. <laughs> they're arguing the particulars in the stimulus package for the rich folks, not for you. You're getting $1,200 regardless if it passes. But the rich folks are, are literally arguing over $200 billion plus. You're getting the crumbs. They're eating like kings. You know? So, it, 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 I'm saying, our value systems is all jacked up. We need to switch it. We have to bring it back to valuing humans and human life over property, money, power, and respect. I don't blame rap music. I don't blame music at all because all music talk about money, power, respect. And all movies talk about money, power, respect. It, it's a cultural phenomenon that has shifted. You know what I mean? It, it's weird. This is what I've noticed is that we've replaced the value over people. We put it for, we took it from people and put it into monetary, tertiary, property, pro, uh, property and other things that doesn't really equate to anything. It's not tangible. Money helps you. Yeah. I mean, shit, you give the poorest person a million dollars, you change your life for the better, maybe for the worse, because taxes is going to come. Uncle Sam's going to come knock on that door and want 55% of that money that you just got. All right. So you're not technically a millionaire. You're going to have $495,000 in your pocket. That's 55% of a million dollars, folks. <laughs> 495,000. All right. So I'm just saying we need to switch the value system of America. Hell, we need to switch the value system of us as an individual. Okay. We need to go back to trusting and valuing people and people's lives. Yes. The world is overcrowded. Yes, some people are annoying, but their life has value. Money is only temporary. You make a million dollars today, it's gone tomorrow. Legitimately. Ask any basketball player, ask any famous rapper, any musician, ask any of those individuals. If when they made their money, how fast that thing went away. And then all of the relationship that they burnt kind of ten it tends to stick with you. If you don't believe me, look at Delonte West. The man played in the NBA for about mm, 10 years or so. Was LeBron's running mate back in Cleveland. Played for the Mavericks for a while. And the brother was out in the street begging for change because he's homeless. He's broken homeless. The dude in his lifetime, in his 20s probably, was making millions of dollars. And hooking up his friends and his family and his posse and hang-ons and leeches. And I hate to say this, but bitches and hoes. <laughs> You know what I mean? He was hooking up everybody, but when it's time to help him out with his drug addiction problems, not a damn one of those folks that he helped out helped him. Why? Because they valued his money more than they valued him. He saw his value through his monetary status and there, or should I say, and then he fell. And then his life was worthless until Mark Cuban came in and helped the brother. But Let's be honest. Mark Cuban is doing it for a publicity stunt. All right. I don't think he's doing it out of the kindness of his heart. If he is, bless Mark Cuban, because that's, that's a great man right there. But let's be honest. It looks good for him helping it or stepping in and helping out. OK, so, yeah, we need to reevaluate our value systems, folks. We need to really reevaluate our value system. Because we value things more than we do people. And that's where a lot of our problems stem from. Because once you start to devalue human life, you can yell and you talk over instead of talking to. 
All right. Because right now, a lot of folks are talking at or over each other instead of talking to each other. And we're not talking to understand. We're talking to be heard. And that's because we find power in other things than the other person that we're talking to, which is a human. Again, we need to value human life again. And hopefully the world will uh, hopefully the world will turn for a better place. But that's just my wishful thinking. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. I really, truly appreciate every single one of you listening to my podcast. Um, you know, there are days where I feel like this is not worth it. I, I don't know why I'm sharing my voice or why I'm sharing my thoughts. But hey, one person reached out to me and said it helped them a lot. And you know what? That kind of <laughs> that that really put a smile on my face. So I do it for that one individual. I'll do it for that. I'll do it a hundred times for that one individual than to get all the money in the world. I mean, everybody would like to be Joe Rogan and get that hundred million dollar Spotify deal. But let's be honest, man, I'm in it to help you guys out because I see the world going into this really weird, chaotic place. And I want to be a sane voice in it. And hopefully I can help you out along the way. You know, I use this as my own therapy. So be free to use this as yours as well. Use my voice to help you find yours, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So thank you for listening to me rant. Thank you for giving me 20, about 25 minutes of your day. (laughs) I really appreciate you all. You guys really make this podcast fun to do for, and I really enjoy doing it for you guys. So as always, remember, Vlad loves y'all. And as always, peace.